What up, world? Me again. Still trying to figure out how to do all this. How to, uh, how to do it. Every time's been different so far. Um, recorded this interview with Trent Sikowski. Um, in his apartment in West Hollywood area. So the acoustics provided their own challenges that uh, add on top of my own uh, microphone challenges. Um, But I think it ended up being a good conversation. Trent Sachelski, a musician, an artist of sorts, and also a uh, financial advisor type person. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude that I haven't known too long, but, um, I feel like we are, uh, we're good friends and, um, it was nice talking to him. We've had good conversations in the past and this was another good one, I think. Uh, but I'm still learning, still trying to get better at this, trying to get more comfortable on a microphone trying to get more comfortable knowing that I'm being recorded and just try to get lost in a conversation and make it, I guess, entertaining and try to get it to good places. Um, so hopefully you enjoy it too. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll let it speak for itself for the rest of the time being. This is my interview with Trent Sikowski. Check it out. What's up? Hello. You don't say that. <laughs> wow, you really can. You really can't hear it all. <laughs> That's okay. We'll it's figure just it out. The rawness of of the landscape <clears throat> around us. Dude, I'm um. I'm still figuring this all out, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Every every episode's probably going to be different for a little while. Um, oh, yeah. I don't really have a format or anything figured out yet, you know? I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do in general, you know? So yeah. I'm going to just keep trying things out and... Um, You'll find, like a, you'll find your, uh, your style as you I go. I guess so. I mean, right now you're on the go. Yeah, I'm on the studio go. Studio on the go. Just yeah, I know. you you come to the to the guests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's dude. If if uh, if it wasn't for coronavirus, I think I would have. Well, coronavirus is the reason I probably started the podcast now. But I feel like if I didn't have that, I would I'd be five or six deep right now. It's just um, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah, it is. Well. In a way, but I, I'm saying that I like, I don't get as many interviews as I think I would have if it wasn't for the virus. Just because at yeah. my house, it's kind of like, my dad's like taking it seriously, you know? I can't really have people over to interview them. Oh, really? But yeah. he's cool with you just going anywhere? Um, he doesn't really know I'm here. 
You just oh, snuck out the, the your bedroom window. <laughs> yeah. Stole stole the keys. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's not. He, what can he do about me going? Dude, I feel like a little kid again if I'm like yeah. sneaking out and stuff. But it's more just to not make him worry. But because if if I was like, hey, I'm going to my friend's house, he'd be fucking paranoid, and I know it. Like I'm scared he's gonna have a heart attack about this shit. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, older people have to be a little more on on guard, I guess. Yeah, and... Um, well, I mean, everyone has to be on guard, but, I mean, older people have have more to be concerned with, with their own health. Right, and he uh, has his own health conditions that, yeah. I think, make him even more paranoid. Right, it's real. Shit is real. Yeah, but I, dude, just for me, I mean, here in L.A., it's kind of, it's it feels realer than it does where I live in Santa Clarita. Yeah. It just, like... Because life is just slower as it is in, like, the suburbs. Yeah, so. and it's just, like, I mean, <clears throat> there's, like, six people who have it out of the 200,000 that live in my area. So it just doesn't feel like it's there yet. Yeah. And I know it will get there. But yeah. with quarantining, that makes it go even slower, which is a good thing, I guess. But it's, it's going to yeah. be a slower-paced um, Rise? Thing. You think it's going to be a slower... You think it's rising, or you think the quarantine... Is going to you think it's slowing down the process of it of it increasing numbers or you think we're decreasing as we speak? Because I everything that I'm looking at we're just get there's more and more people. New yeah. York has like thirty thousand cases or something. Right, it's crazy. No, it is going up like that. But I'm saying if we didn't have the quarantine, it would have went even quicker, and yeah. it would be over quicker. Yeah. But it would be much more devastating because it would all happen. Right. At once. Yeah. Whereas we're kind of just dragging it out. So even though it is going up exponentially or whatever, it's slower than if it was just right. the gates were open. So it keeps us quarantined longer. Yeah. It'll keep, yeah. This, with the quarantining, if that's a word, it makes it go longer from what I understand. Yeah. But I don't even know that much about it. And I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I get why people, it's hard for people to get on board with it. I don't know. It's yeah. just, uh, it's hard to face things when you don't, uh, when it's, when it's not in front of you yet, yeah. you know, yeah. once I know people that die and stuff, then yeah, then you're going to be, mean, all, you're going to be wearing the gloves everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Which yeah. is not the way to look at it at all. Yeah. But, um, I mean just, you know, even like, like being back home with my friends in the area and stuff, it's, it's hard for me to not be like, let's hang out and stuff. Are you, any of your friends taking it serious, too? I mean, they were all at your house that one night, so, I mean, they weren't... Oh, yeah. No, them. yeah, that was, like, the last hurrah, I guess. Yeah. And then since then, it was, like... I don't know, I haven't seen a lot of those guys since mm-hmm. then. Um, I mean, you got a lot... Uh, it's kind of nice in terms of, like, the podcast, having a lot of people in one place, and you're back at home where you probably know the most people. So yeah. if you were to interview more people this is like probably your best pickings you have like the most i know but it's like you know what am am i going to be sneaking out am i gonna how am i gonna am i gonna do it yeah sneak people into my house i mean yeah it seems a little ridiculous do it in the car just do a little car yeah maybe i should do it in the car and then i also feel like i don't know Whatever. I don't even really want to talk about coronavirus. Yeah, I know. I've I've just been hearing it all week. I know. How did we lead with that? How did we start? It's just so hard to ignore. It's just changed everything. 
But well, well, what's going on with with you since I last saw you? Since Where last are you at? Me. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Not nothing. My like I said, my life has not changed too much since I have to like keep going to work. Um, so I mean, on weekdays I'll still come home and just. Dude, that's fucking crazy that you still have to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, why? Why? Why are you still going to work? So, I mean, I could be working from home. Uh, but my company is just not prepared for that yet, and they don't have. I need like a company laptop. They got to issue all these laptops and shit, mm. and uh, it the process is just moving so slow that it just doesn't seem like it's gonna ever happen. So everyone's just kind of biting the bullet and. But is it? In. It's not illegal for you to stay open. No. So uh, there, there's a list in whatever uh, governor's order. Yeah. You know, from the state to, to stay home, like the stay home order or whatever. Um, there's like a list of industries and like jobs that mm-hmm. need to stay open, like restaurants yeah. and think people that make food because they need to like sell grocery shops or yeah. grocery stores need to stay open. And since I, I'm in the finance industry, they like service clients and they need to have access to their money. So, you know, like you can't just disappear and then no one has access to like the money that they might need in case like. You know, the market yeah. goes to shit, which it has been. So, so remind me of what you do exactly. Uh, so I'm kind of, like in, in short terms, I'm a financial analyst, but like the most basic entry-level position of that. So what I do in my position is I basically just make reports for clients that just details like all the things that they have their money invested in so i mean they'll invest in like companies like stock like stocks funds things like that anything that they believe is going to make the money mm-hmm. and my boss who's an advisor has all these clients and she has this team of all of us who kind of just help her run the business so so are, are, are your clients is there more action now with the virus or oh virus? yeah yeah, because people call crying. People like They're are like, like my stocks are my money's gone. It's it's again worse for older people because mm. when you're young and you are losing money in the stock market, like you have the rest of your life to make it back, so it's less of a big deal. Yeah. But when you're older and once you retire, uh-huh. all the money you made in the stock market you're taking out now to like live on. That's like the money yeah. you're living on. So like when you're when you're older and the stock market crashes all that money that you were living on is depleting. <laughs> so mm. it's like a big like wait. It's like a timing game where people want to try to figure out if they should take all their money out now so they have it or if they should keep it in there and make more. And yeah. and people just freak out. And they want to blame the advisors. And like people always want to point the finger at somebody. But like you can't time these things. Like no, yeah. we can't help. Should have pulled pull out, out, Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> should have brought it out while I was hot, you know? Exactly. Dang. So yeah. yeah. Are you answering calls? Do you no. Have to, oh. No. I'm so I'm just strictly on like the making the report side of of it, like the analyst, yeah. like the research side. Wow. So it's not the most uh, vibrant of environments, and there's not like so much going on, and it's a well, lot a lot of monotony. But I was wondering if people in your work are like, "This is bullshit. I need to be home." And are people complaining about having uh, to go in? Yeah, people, I mean, you nonstop people are talking about the virus and it's like, it's like, oh, we wonder, but it's, it seems, it's only, it's been like two weeks of those conversations. So at this point people are just kind of accepting like, all right, we're going to work. 
Like they dude, didn't even question it. It's pissing me off that I keep bringing the virus up. I don't even because, dude, <laughs> the thing is, like, <laughs> this is not listening back to this. It's gonna be over by the time whatever. Right? Okay, yeah. this is where this is what it is. Whatever. All right, we got <laughs> to that, and now now we can move on. So how did you how did you end up doing what you do? How did you end up here? How did you? I got the job from through somebody that I knew I used to know who lived in my neighborhood knew you know it's all like the network everyone all right let's go back further where are you from Orland Park Illinois so that's a suburb of Chicago Mm -hmm. Um, I lived there my entire life yeah up until I mean moving to college and then I kind of always knew I knew my last two years of college I didn't know where I wanted to go, but I knew I just wanted to move. And so it was an open-ended uh, thing. What is Orland Park like? Was it like growing up there? Um, sub, just suburban life. I feel like there's a pretty uh, consistent suburban culture throughout, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I don't know, driving through Valencia, you, you get the same vibe. You know, yeah, like a, just like a slowed down version of a... Of a like a residential area here, less yeah. congested. It's 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 it was nice, honestly. I, a lot of people who like grew up in the a lot of angsty people who grew up in the suburbs are just like, man, fuck the suburbs. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going doing bigger and better things. Like I don't never want to go back yeah. here because I don't know. Like for whatever reason, they don't like the way that they may have been like coddled or something. I yeah. feel like I feel like being coddled. In your upbringing mm. is more associated to like suburban life because mm. more often than not it's uh, stable families that have their shit together who want to yeah. raise their kids like in the most perfect way yeah and more or less you'll get the parents that are a little overbearing yeah and um, it might like have an inverse effect where they it might like drive them away yeah yeah that's a good point. I mean, I think, and then also when you're, you know, a teenager and stuff, you're just kind of rebelling no matter what situation you're in. So I feel like whatever you grow up in, you're just naturally going to be like, fuck this shit. Yeah. And if you have nothing to rebel against, like, it's like, you'll just find something. You'll just find something. It's so interesting. Hmm. But um, the older I've gotten, the more I appreciate where I'm from and just like, like it as a place. Because I remember growing up and being like, man, fuck this place. I want to, I want to. I was always, like, confused, like, why would my parents live out here when you can live in, like, L.A., like, yeah. you know, downtown, uh, you know, Hollywood or whatever, right. and, like, uh, where there's stuff happening, you know? Like, why would you want to live out here yeah. in what feels like the middle of nowhere? I guess, yeah, it all comes down to, like, when, when people feel like they have accomplished or they've gotten what they... So I always feel like people who are younger out of college, most of the time, unless they're, like, staying at home for financial reasons or whatever, most of the time they're going to move to the city where things are going on, where their jobs are most likely going to be. And then they'll like kind of build their lives from there. Like Mm -hmm. they'll, you know, make a social circle, meet the love of their life, whatever, fairy tale ending. And and then I feel like they move out to like suburbs where they can kind of more calmly raise a family and more comfortable environment. And you Um, can afford more. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, like, like part of the reason I haven't gone back to Reno is, like, you know, we live in an apartment, and um, yeah. it's just nicer. There's just, it's like, there's more room to breathe at my parents' house. Yeah, for sure. I've, and, and the size of their house, their, the backyard, 
the parks, walking through the neighborhood and stuff. It makes sense why you wouldn't want to raise a family yeah. in a busy, crazy place. Yeah. Moving here totally showed me uh, my appreciation for just open space. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. It actually it makes such a difference because mm-hmm. just all this action going on, the fact that there's like zero parks in yeah. any walking distance to me, it's just like, it just gives me this congested feeling like, yeah. like I'm claustrophobic. Or something. Dude, that's like, like part of my appreciation started to come when I went to uh, school in Santa Barbara and just living by the beach and being able to like wake up every day, walk five minutes to the beach barefoot that was like and yeah. just like you know go swim in the ocean and just like it just felt so peaceful and like um i don't know it was it was relaxing and i started to just appreciate being able to like to feel not claustrophobic yeah to that feel... was that was like one of the coolest campuses of it. i mean we weren't really on campus playa vista right that's more playa like vista yeah the town near yeah just the, the town but yeah it's coolest. it's just a more relaxed yeah vibe but I think for me personally, there's no perfect place in general. Like, you know, like you talk about when you're younger, you go to the city and then maybe go to the suburbs as you get older. Mm -hmm. But like, there is still is an attraction to me to live in cities where there's all this stuff going on, especially art scenes and music and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think ideally for me, I would have like two two houses, like one in a city where I live part of the year, and then one right. kind of in a more remote area. Right. I feel like I definitely spend more time in the remote one. Yeah. But like when shit is going on, and like I want to be around people that I don't know I'm working close with or whatever, mm-hmm. then that yeah, it's advantageous to have like a place yeah. near that too. Well, even like moving to Reno, which is it's still a city, but it uh, you know it's just different than LA where you. There's always, like, every band is touring there. You can see yeah. music any night you want. You can see comedy, the best comedians in the world, the best artists. Yeah. You know, it's all happening here. Um, but there's something cool about being okay with being away from that. Yeah, no. That kind of goes along, like, how I was saying how I knew I wanted to go somewhere. I just didn't yeah. really have a plan where. Uh, my whole mindset was, like, I don't care. Like, I, I'll make it... I feel like I could be content anywhere. Like I can make a home out of any place. Mm. To me, it's more of like a, a internal peace I need to find. I don't. I don't think I can find like a one perfect city that just suits yeah. me. You know, it's it's more of like how I internalize it. How I like. You know, I have to have everything mentally in check. Yeah. And I feel like I can. I can just make it work anywhere. Yeah, I think you can get to a spot definitely where. The location maybe doesn't matter as much. Um, I, but there's always going to be preference, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that's something kind of similar to what I think about of just like, I want to get to a place where I'm, you know, in control of my happiness and emotions and like situation. Like no matter what external factors are hitting me, like mm-hmm. be responsible and even if it's not completely possible, there's always going to be things that come and fuck your day up or right. get you off your axis. But, yeah. like, I try to tell myself in my head, like, trying to be, like, 
the perfect person that is going to be like, if I choose to be happy, I can do that no matter where I'm at or what's going on. Yeah. That's like a superpower that I, that I aspire to have. Right. Yeah. You it's all just internal peace with yourself. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like that's just kind of how I've always seen it. Well, what kind of things would you say you do to, to keep inner peace? Or when things maybe get hard or or you're not they're not going the way you want. See, that's like where nobody's perfect, you know? It's like there's probably better ways you can deal with stress. Um I know how I I used to do it at school. Um, if there was just too much going on, I lived with like a lot of people. I lived in a house with like ten people, so I mean there wasn't a lot of chance. I, I, I'm someone who needs a lot of time to kind of stand out of the the craziness and just like reflect back like kind of self-reflect um so I feel like I used to just go off I'd kind of go on my own places like drive off and stop in you know certain buildings of the campus and just kind of do my own thing and Mm -hmm. I'd like type I'd type in my I have like a journal in my notes um that's something I I spent a lot of time doing in the past um but then there's like i don't know there's always those uh i was just talking about this recently with someone how a lot of people to to get over stress they'll fall back on whatever boosts their dopamine just like dopamine boosters that could be anything that could be like you know smoking weed like drugs alcohol like uh watching endless seasons of a show back to back it's just things that kind of dull your mind to what's really going on Mm. um and that's kind of how you can deal with it and they could call that peace but i call it like you're just kind of putting off the inevitable storm that's coming yeah yeah yeah. you know dude Um, i think about that all the time like i think that's probably you know a big reason why i stay away from those kind of things yeah in general um I mean, almost like all the things you mentioned is just, um, I think it's important to sit with things that, you know, like, like the idea of like, I want to do something to get this off my mind or something like that. It's like, it sounds nice in theory, I guess, but I don't think it's really... You're going to have to face it one day. Yeah. You know, it's just always going to be there. Yeah. That's something I try to tell myself when, when bad things happen, um, like in the moment, just try to like soak that in and like sit with it mm-hmm. and not not run away from it um, and the more you can practice with that, the better you get at doing it, yeah um, right, but yeah, I think that's why people have trouble going to sleep at night and like have anxiety and stuff is like those kind of people that their mind is always being occupied by something else. Right. You know, like like people that are always working on something or like, you know, or they're watching TV or there's just noise going on. And once it's time to go to sleep, you know, yeah. then the stuff you were supposed to be thinking about starts, starts to creep in. Yeah. And that can be um, hard to deal with. But I yeah. think, yeah, people who, if you just, if you take the time to... To sit with what you're supposed to. 
Right, yeah, I think everyone needs to have a healthy balance for themselves of, like, self-reflecting and kind of just sitting with everything that's on their mind. Even, like, not even, they don't need to figure it out, you know, just by sitting down and thinking about it. Like, just having it present and knowing that it's there and, like, acknowledging it is always, like, a step in the right direction in terms of, like, just keeping peace. But, um... Do you meditate? No, uh, I've tried it, and I, it's something I want to also I want to get into for sure. I wish that I did it more often. It's something you got to commit to. I'm really bad at committing to habits, mm-hmm. like working things into a routine. It's just does not come easy to me. I'm more of like a spontaneous, just like whatever I'm feeling like doing at this moment, I'll do it, mm-hmm. um, which is destructive in many ways. It's like. It keeps life interesting on one end, you know, just being spontaneous. But yeah. I think there also needs to be a balance of routine and order just to kind of keep your mind on track. And and I think meditation is something that – that's something I want to work into my routine for sure. But uh, yeah. I, I can't tell you the last time I've meditated now. Mm-hmm. What about you? No, I don't meditate. I mean, well – I from my definition of meditating, I do meditate, okay. but I don't think that's most the way most people think about it, because I just think it's anything where you're, I don't know, people might think I'm an idiot for this, but just, um, just uh, think, like, like, I think sometimes doing other things, you can meditate during, like, for me, driving can be very meditative to me, if I'm just you know, mm-hmm. kind of zoned out on a freeway or something. Yeah. I can think through a lot of things. Right. And like, even if there's music going on in the background or something, people yeah. might say, that's not meditating. Like, but for me, I think it does the same service of just like reflecting on things. Right. Um, and same with like running. Like I try to run every day. Um, and those 20 to 25 minutes of running, I feel like, um, I'm just thinking through yeah. what I'm supposed to you're be just kind thinking of like about. In a, you're in like a flow state of yeah. your mind where you kind of... The way I see meditating in like the most basic definition, I just see it as like being... Like the ultimate version of like being present. Yeah. And obviously like when you're driving, when you're like doing something where it doesn't take a lot of effort, but you need yeah. to be like focused on... The moment yeah. <laughs> you have to like you can't just like have your mind go somewhere else when you're driving or else you'll just mm-hmm. you know and running the same thing i'm but, sure it's not this the the best way to meditate I'm, i mean i'm sure just sitting there and sitting in silence for two hours is hard probably be- better but it is harder and it takes a lot of time also surfing when i lived in santa barbara that was very meditative to me yeah especially when there weren't waves just kind of sitting yeah. out there on my board um, or just going it's to the beach and sitting on the beach. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I know what's not meditating. I think anytime your thoughts are being um, occupied by someone else, mm-hmm. else's thoughts. I know what you mean. Like, like watching TV, you're just following along and you can't really form your own thought. I mean, you can a little bit right. reflect on what you're seeing. They're kind of feeding you what yeah, they want you feeding, to Yeah, they're just feeding. They're just like plugged into you and then you're just like... Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing. 
And like, I love listening to podcasts, but I can't listen to them too much because then I get into a state of where I'm thinking like, dang, I'm just like following other people's opinions and thoughts. I need to like take a break from this and like yeah. form my own thoughts and opinions uh-huh. because you just, yeah, it's not, it's you, not like a conversation. You're just, it's weird. Do you ever feel like watching podcasts specifically, do you ever kind of like dissect it? and like analyze it so much to where you're like this is kind of you kind of think about what you want to incorporate in your own podcast or like mm. you know it's kind of weird because I mean they're just talking but um, I don't know is there anything that you're like oh maybe I should try that or like try bringing a conversation into this or whatever yeah um, yeah there de- I mean I definitely listen to a lot of podcasts so I I listen to certain ones and say like oh maybe I can do something in that but I don't know I think I where I'm at right now I have a very kind of vague concept of I don't I don't want to do like bits that podcasts sometimes do or they'll be like yeah I don't know maybe I'll change my mind about that because when I did my radio show we with uh Chase Bernie we would do uh bits on there kind of and that was fun but also that was it was me and him every time as a co-host and so we that's that's the thing is like if if I had a co-host who I was talking to every time you kind of have to form bits and things yeah. to talk about because you can't interview that person right every single time so you kind of have to form things yeah. like that but since it's just me and I'm hoping to have a new person on every time I feel like I can just try to have a conversation yeah and um, I don't know maybe that'll get boring and I'll I'll have like a question that I ask people every time but um, I mean some of my favorite podcasts you know like you know joe rogan or or mark maron they just talk to people which is kind of yeah get their it's interesting to get multiple because for viewers too it's just interesting to get multiple uh perspectives on things like when you have a co-host it's not necessarily like worse in any aspect but you're right you have to there has to be something you're constantly bringing up you have to make it new every show whereas like there's really no content you have to touch on when you're interviewing someone yeah it's more like all right let's see where this goes yeah other than like where are we going to take this together with your co-host yeah um and i'm also uh yeah by like like it i mean it, it sounds like i'm talking way ahead of myself because this is just the second episode <laughs> but um I uh I want to uh I think it's a lot harder to grow a podcast that has just the same two characters talking to each other each time mm-hmm. like a co-host back and forth um yeah because new viewers are brought in or new listeners are brought in by guests a lot of yeah. times so mm-hmm. I just think if I can just interview as many people as possible um it'll just naturally grow and I'll just naturally get better it's kind of I don't know a quantity yeah. quantity thing for me and obviously I want to work on quality but I feel like that'll just come with if I just keep doing it and I try to stay engaged with conversations mm-hmm. it, um, it's honestly it's like it's like the gift that keeps on giving it's like you you yeah. interview new people and every person you interview like they're gonna tell people that they got interviewed mm-hmm. or whatever and you know like my friends are gonna or not to this. or <laughs> not but like I know that yeah. I'll have friends that are gonna listen to this yeah I know like, I just know 
That's... So like, so like, you're already expanding just by having new people every week. Yeah. Like it's just like a constant expansion. Yeah, but the the trick of it is, is I have to create a interesting enough conversation where people want to come back. Yeah. When you go away, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you're I need to try to keep your friends listening when Trent's yeah. not on anymore. Yeah. Um. So I hope right. to get better. I I don't know. It's like I know I'm not good at it right now. Like mm-hmm. I know that even actively in this, I'm like. I feel like I'm doing all right. I feel like yeah. this conversation's going, but I, I, uh, I don't know. Just accepting that is yeah. Fine. I think I think you have like the, uh, like just starting out complex where like you're like, I'm definitely doing something wrong. Yeah, you know. But like, what is what is like you know when Joe Rogan goes into mm-hmm. a, uh, an interview, like what is he thinking? Is he like, all right, I have to, you know, like what's the strategy of podcasting? It's, it seems so simple. Yeah. And maybe it is. Well, I think that he's probably done so many in his day and he's seen ones that go well and ones that don't go as well. And you just kind of automatically learn why certain ones went better and yeah. you can reflect on them and it just comes with practice mostly. Yeah. That's why um, you should, yeah, got to keep doing and what it. you, what you find that you like. It's the same thing for like stand-up comedy for me. Like just keep going up and doing it and you naturally just... Right. It just slowly builds on itself. Parts that you once like worried about that were like preoccupying your mind become second nature. So then yeah. you can kind of start worrying about other shit. Yeah. And then that'll become second nature. And then yeah. all of a sudden you have this like identity. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and, just... and he has such a big catalog, you know, Joe Rogan and or, uh, so many good interviews that he's not afraid to fuck up. Yeah. You know? And you just... Like, this is my second one. So this is a big chunk of my podcasting, uh, you know, history. Yeah. This is half of it. This is 50%. <laughs> so, so if this goes south, it's like, you know. It's like you got an F. You yeah, got I, got, I, got an F. I got 50%. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, it just comes with practice. You just got to keep doing it. But so as it goes on, it's like, even if, if, if one of these goes terribly, it's just going to be like, whatever. Keep, keep rolling forward, you know. And it's yeah. just, but I, I also have voices in my head telling me, like, second guessing certain things and i feel like those will shut off eventually yeah it, it will that yeah kind of same thing like you said with stand-up comedy like getting on stage that's something like i feel like i'm gonna have to eventually get over is like getting on stage if i'm gonna want to like perform anything yeah and that's like uh that's something i can't even imagine myself doing right now but dude it's I, go ahead Sorry. but no but yeah no it's just like it's just it's just one of those things that you're just gonna have to get over one of the scariest things for me in life is to, to, to come out in front of people and say like, hey, I'm trying to do this, or I think I'm good at this, or I aspire to be good at this. Like, you know, presenting art or things that you're working on. I've always struggled with that forever. And some people, you know, there's, I guess it comes from not wanting to seem cocky or just the way that you look at certain people when they're just like, too proud of themselves and they're yeah. always flashing what they're doing and stuff yeah. and not wanting to come off like that mm-hmm. just kind of causes me to not sometimes yeah I mean, it's like a it's like a strategy of your like the negative side of your unconscious trying to be like oh here's an excuse why you shouldn't do this it's yeah. just like the doubt coming uh-huh. in like a different form yeah but the more the more i try new things and 
do new things, the less I, the less I'm scared to do that. Like with this podcast, I mean, it was, it's a lot easier to do this than it was to try stand-up comedy. And it's just like, it, 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 it doesn't go well when I, when I think too much about what other people are going to think of me. And when I can just kind of not think about it as much, just let's do this. Let me start interviewing my friends. I'll just put them up yeah. and not pay, not try to think. Because I could spend hours just trying to think, what does this person think about, mm-hmm. you know? And going through the people that maybe saw it or the followers that right. I have on Instagram and like, what do they think, you know? Yeah. The and less I can think about that, the better off I am. Right. It keeps you hung up because mm-hmm. like, I, I was also just mentioning this to someone recently, like when you send someone something that you like recommend to them, you kind of go back and watch it yourself through their eyes and you're yeah. like, what are they going to think of this? Like when they're watching it yeah. and you just get hung up in that like mindset. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, I think social media is like a really big uh, cause of that. Yeah. Just within people like our age and, and shit. Yeah. But the more that you realize that people just generally don't give a shit. Care. Nobody like you don't, I mean, what's something that you saw today on Instagram or Twitter that somebody posts that you're like, I wouldn't, you don't remember. You I don't, don't even remember. I can't care. even pull one thing out of my memory. It's so, just, yeah. And I, when I think about life being, you know, a finite thing and it's just, what else are you going to do? I like, like with this podcast, I'm like, I know I'm, I know I want to do this. I know I'm going to do it eventually. So just do it now. It's like, yeah. the longer you wait, the worse, the harder it's going to be. And the, the more embarrassed you should be about, you know, like, right. Or not that you should be embarrassed, but you know, no. Yeah. And the less start it now, not when you're 40. Right. Yeah. It's cause then at that point, the, you have less time to yeah. like get the fruits of the, of the work of the product. You know, it's like, if you start now, you have the rest of your life to enjoy it. Where if you start 40, yeah. you have like only half of your life now to, yeah. to enjoy this shit. So it's like, yeah, just do it now. Just do it. And that's like the hardest thing. People just making a decision to do something. Mm-hmm. It's like, it seems so easy because it is. It's just like flipping a switch and like, all right, now I'm doing this. Yeah. But, you know, just external factors, whatever yeah. they may be, is what holds people back. Yeah. I used to always want to, um, things to be perfect before I like show them to someone, you know, like, yeah. Like, that's how I was with music before I, like, showed anyone. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt about comedy kind of in the podcast, too. It's like, you just want people to think highly of you. But then I realized one time that it's just, like, it's fine to be bad at stuff. And it's okay for people to look at something you're doing and not think it's good. And to see you grow over time. And honestly, it's better because the lower you start, the easier it is to program. Yeah. Progress. And the cooler it looks when you do. You when know? You, right, exactly. The better story it is. Right. I'm I'm a big proponent of like following people's stories rather than just like, you know, one off little things that I, they did that I liked. It's more about like their journey. And that's like the coolest part for, for me is to just watch how they've grown over time. I think like artists, I don't know, for example, like Mac Miller is a good example of an artist who who's like developed throughout his career and you could hear it in his music you could mm-hmm. hear it in what he's saying so many other artists i don't know you could name off a million different people but yeah that is like the that's the rewarding part of listening to like music for me it's just kind of being like 
it, it brings an artist down to earth because it's such a real experience. Like everybody is going through a journey, like they're on their own journey right now. Mm. So to to see someone else's growth, it kind of inspires. It's just inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's always a cooler story when you see people who uh, struggled at the beginning but just persisted and stuck with it rather than people who just had a natural gift and were born being great and then yeah. didn't reach any struggle. It's like... Yeah. I don't know, once you realize that and that's how it should be and these things that we're pursuing are hard to do and they shouldn't come easy, it's like... I don't know. It relaxes me in a way. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to be bad at something. Like, I'm like, oh, oh this is cool. Like, let me embrace that this is the time where I'm figuring this out. Yeah. And one day, hopefully, I'll look back on this and be like, damn, I fucking sucked. But yeah. I still suck. I stuck with it. And now I've come so much further. Right. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, I look back a lot on on the past and analyze a lot of the past and it's just always really addicting to see where I came from. Yeah. And like just how my like views on shit has changed and mm. uh so yeah, the whole process like I think having some sort of creative outlet is just like a concrete uh medium to show your growth and development. Do you still keep a journal? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that one I was talking about in my notes on my computer, yeah. I have it, and uh, I'm I'm not good at keeping consistent with, you know, making entries in it, but uh, yeah, I do. Well, what would you put in your journal? So, uh, literally anything, anything that's just been like sitting on my mind uh, unnecessarily, just taking up space that that I I wish was just resolved i i kind of just spit it all out on the page just to kind of putting things in words for me just kind of uh organizes it Mm. so now once i can explain a feeling i kind of just explain feelings i kind of put feelings into words so like i'm able to justify why i felt this way so it's less of like a uh, uncertain feeling it's more of like okay now i know why i feel this way i can kind of i can control it more now Mm. you know um, so yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of how I use it. It's more in, in like a therapeutic sense. Um, that's why a lot of times I, I use the journal. I, I'll go back and see like all the entries and it's always like these negative thoughts and like why I'm all fucked up over some certain thing that happened. But, uh, and that's just because like I tend to go, I use it when I need it. Yeah. You know? uh, I wish I was more consistent with it and like all with all emotions, you know, when something really good happens, I wish I like jumped to the journal, you know? Yeah. I think it's good to be able to like look at yourself more objectively and kind of remove yourself from the situation and look at it. Like I was just saying to someone the other day, I was like, I wish people could, I wish everyone could, uh, was being filmed and could like watch back like a documentary of how they act in certain situations, you know, like, especially when I'm around people that I think are acting ridiculous. I'm like, I wish you could see yourself right now. And you would know you, you know, I wish this was like a TV show that you're watching. You would be like, that character sucks, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I heard some, I heard something in like another interview one time where someone was talking about, 
like how they stay motivated mm. to just be the best person they could be or something like that. And and the person was like, yeah, just pretend like someone's filming your documentary like throughout the whole day. Like, oh, are they going to want to fucking... <laughs> film you watching the office for the third time in a row like yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. like you don't want to be doing lame shit you don't want to just be like getting nowhere you yeah. want there to be a storyline yeah you know you want you want i mean now that that made it sound bad because like you don't want other people to be interested but like yeah. you know you want you want to be interested in watching your own documentary so it's like you got to just yeah get over uh just, just don't make your life boring don't be don't be bored boredom is the enemy Okay, so let's talk about music. You're a fellow musician. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, tell me about your your earliest memories of music. Earliest memories of music. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was always what my mom was listening to in the car or something. Yeah. Uh. I think what really made me. I'm trying to think now. There was so because I had an older sister who put me on to a lot of shit, and she still does to this day. Um, so I mean, before I had like a, an opinion, I I had like one of those little Dell like MP3 players before like the iPod was a thing, mm-hmm. and there would be like anything on there, like the the early on, what do you call it, like scene kid music, like uh, what's that genre? With, like they had the long black hair, like punk. Punk oh, yeah. like pop almost like what would you call it? Um, I don't know. Is it emo? Emo type shit. You know, you know, know what I'm talking about though. Like yeah, I think so. Uh, I I couldn't remember anything like that, but uh, I remember. I think the first thing that really launched me into like loving music was I think me and my mom listened to Jason Mraz a lot. Uh-huh. Um, my sister also liked Jason Mraz. One of my other sisters. Um, Kanye West, like stronger. Mm. That was a big song. That <laughs> like bring that back, like that. That was a big one for me. That's probably the first song that I like loved. Uh-huh. Um, so that that brought me. I don't know. I, I Mikey too. Mikey Price was yeah. uh, our bridge in our relationship. Right. The that yeah. the reason that this is happening right the now. The reason we met. Yeah. Shout out Mikey. Um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to to mention that that the Mike is uh, introduced me to you. You know Mike from um, what is the place called? Orland Park. Orland Park. Yeah. Um, and he introduced us. And you're probably, if I think, of, you're one of my newest friends. I mean, when when did we meet each other? Maybe summer. So maybe like July. So maybe like nine months ago or something like that. Yeah. It feels like I've known you a lot longer. Yeah, but it's, I guess it hasn't been that long. Yeah, but I um, I always enjoy sound. talking to you. Yeah, that sounds weird it. to say. No, it, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah. I I honestly feel the same way. It's just it's because uh, I think we come from and like through Mikey, yeah, like that bridge. Mm-hmm. It's a bridge for a reason. Like he's friends with you, and he's friends with me for like a reason. So yeah. like it's kind of like a mutual friend understanding. So that's why yeah. maybe it feels like easier to talk to you or something like that because... Yeah. But I remember like even from the first times that we hung out and stuff, I don't know. I just felt comfortable hanging out. I guess it cause, it's probably because Mike was around. 
I don't call him Mikey, but I'll yeah, call I him Mikey now. Uh, <laughs> I will never not call him Mikey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just felt comfortable and um, yeah, um, just joking around. That's something else that I'm figuring out with the podcast thing to go back to that is that like once you, when you're being recorded doing something, you kind of like, you're like, who am I? I don't know. How do I talk or how do I respond? Yeah. Or like, you think too much about it rather than just acting. I mean, I'm still thinking about that this is recording right now, even though right. I wish I wasn't. I wish I could just act the way that I normally do. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll get better at that. But it's like certain people bring that out too. Like, I'm sure the conversation I'm having with you, I'm acting a little bit differently. Even when the cameras are off or the mic's off, you know, you talk to your grandma a different way than you talk to certain friends. Right. Yeah. And I would talk to someone I've never met before. Uh-huh. Um, and trying to figure out if that's a good thing or if I should try to be more consistent. Um, I don't know. Just whatever's natural, I guess. Yeah, whatever, whatever you feel. I, I think if it, if it comes down to, like, if you catch yourself noticing that you're acting a certain way because of why, why you think someone's going to think of it or whatever, then I think... I don't know. I don't know how you'd fix that in the moment. Yeah, I think it's better <laughs> just to not think about it, probably. At all, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I th- I've I've always valued um, good, you know, substance, like in a conversation, having a mm. good conversation with somebody, a very like a deep convo that that just kind of it gives you a feel for the other person's, I don't know, values on. different things like that has always been the conversations with friends that I've valued the most so I feel like I've kind of been like practicing for this without me knowing yeah well I mean I agree with you so much that's um it's like my favorite thing in the world is just having conversations with people especially when I can get someone in like a space where I feel like they kind of I don't know there's sometimes when I have conversations with people and I can feel that they like appreciate it or maybe out loud they acknowledge like this was a good conversation or something and I'm like I feel like I was partly responsible for that and I it feels good to get people into a space where they normally wouldn't have those conversations so like this is this is like a normal conversation that we could have off camera I mean maybe a little different because I probably wouldn't say like where are you from yeah yeah. more traditional questions like that but um I'm hoping to get people on that don't have these conversations and kind of, kind of get them to think. Yeah, um, those will probably be the those might be like the more difficult ones yeah. for you because you're gonna have to like pick more out of you're gonna yeah. have to like pull from them. Pull uh-huh. their, you know, even like family members too. Like I was thinking about eventually, you know, interviewing my brothers or my parents, and um, it's a little bit daunting for me to think about, you know. There's certain things that you feel like you just kind of know about your family, but actually, you know, right. saying to my parents, you know, hey, uh, what was it like growing up? Or like, how, what's it like being a parent? Or how, how's your life going? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't ask them those kind of things. Right, yeah. But I feel like maybe that would be good. Yeah, no, I think it would be, be too. Like, with your brothers, for example, um, or just anybody's siblings, like, you've grown up with them before you could talk so it's like you kind of had this have this unspoken bond already yeah so it's like you don't need to figure shit out like in their head Uh but 
getting them to put their thoughts into words and like really understanding them because yeah. you know they have spoken it with the English language. Like, yeah, you can you you'll get to know them better. I don't know. That's how I see it. Like with the journal, like putting uh-huh. things into words, how that kind of organizes yeah. it for me. You have this bond that's kind uh-huh. of this unspoken thing with all of your family. Getting these answers from them will just kind of be rewarding to you, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes being closer to someone can keep can create like a barrier from yeah. learning certain things. Like I, I think about even like growing up in the same house with my brothers, like you could be sitting watching TV with your brother for like hours and stuff and like you could be together all day and not say anything. Yeah. But just be because you feel like you don't have to. But right. like if a friend that you're not as close to is o- or something, you're like checking in and stuff and like trying to talk and keep conversations going. Yeah. Or if you call someone on the phone, you have to keep talking. So right. sometimes you can get more information. Yeah. And then like when you do ask them some question that's out of the ordinary, it, you're right. It's kind of like a barrier because it's like out of their comfort zone. They're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you're my brother. Why the fuck do you care? Yeah. <laughs> like I remember, you know, when my moving away from my brothers, um, like when you talk to them on the phone, like how's life going or something. It's just like it, it just feels weird. Feels it's weird. like yeah. I, I feel like I'm supposed to know, and I maybe feel like it's weird to to care or ask. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's definitely an aspect of growing up that nobody anticipates is the fact that you're going to grow apart from family Mm -hmm. so you're going to have to like whereas you never had to try to stay connected it's much more of an effort now yeah that's something that i'm you had to try to disconnect you know when you used to you had to try to get out of the house and get away you're like you're too close right and you gotta try to do the reverse right it's just like a whole process of of getting just adapting to a new life Mm. like in your but like yeah I don't know I that's just how how it's been so you just have your one sister uh well yeah so I have my, my oh you got my, step I have half, half siblings, siblings on my on my dad's side that's right so he had kids before me and my sister so they're older they're in like their 30s one one sister has two kids whole family yeah. in, the, in the suburbs um that it's an interesting it's always interesting thinking back and what, like seeing how being the youngest child has affected me. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's such a different dynamic between growing up as the oldest child, like the first child, and mm. being the last one because you have all these examples that to look up to when you're yeah. the youngest. So like you're way more susceptible to being influenced by them. Mm. Um, and like with the music, with my sister, I think like a lot of my music taste was was started at my sister's music taste and it just yeah. kind of grew from there. Um, she was always into like a lot of indie shit. Um, yeah. She showed me the Yonkers video. Oh, yeah. She literally like kickstarted that whole Odd Future wave for me. Yeah. She's not even into it. She was just kind of like, sh- I mean, she liked that for, she was always uh, into what was like popping at the time. Mm-hmm. So she'd show me all that shit and she'd always get me into it. And, like, I would just take it to another level. And yeah. she kind of always stayed true to, like, what she liked. So there's, like, an example that I took from her for sure. Um, what, uh, when did you start making music? Um, huh. 
So with the intent of like wanting to do it or just doing it for fun? Both. Um, for fun, I did it like freshman year of high school. I would just fuck around on like my family computers, like GarageBand. Yeah. So bad. It was just like using all the loops, you know, and just like yeah. seeing, just being addicted to the way that like the beats all went together and like yeah. putting one loop with another one and like seeing, oh, that sounds good. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like not your music at all. It's uh-huh. just like putting things together. Uh, that was all throughout like, I mean, that only lasted like probably a couple years. It was never like, I come and go with, with a lot of my yeah. interests. So that was one time. And then uh, I made a, I, I like did a little more of that my freshman year of college. I made like a couple songs, like shitty songs on, on GarageBand. And then I think sophomore year was when I kind of knew that I wanted to make something. Like mm. I didn't, I had no intent of like putting it out. I didn't think I was going to make anything of it like career-wise you know, I wasn't gonna like follow it or chase that dream because it wasn't really a dream at that time it was more just like I read this is something I really want to do so let's just what do, do it. What do you think sparked that? That I wanted to do it? Yeah. Um, I think it just gnawed at me for like the longest time like I think I think once I was out of this like uh, really just stagnant granite state in in college like when I first started out it was very like it it was way too hard to adapt for me like I did not adapt very well just because I like I said I grew up in the same house like my whole life so all my friends were basically not given to me but pretty much given to you when you're like really when you're really young it's so much easier just like walk around some kids and like those are my friends now yeah. So there's really no, like, effort in it. So I, all the friends that I had up until college were all just, like, friends that I've had through sports, through, like, my childhood. Mm-hmm. So going to college was a big, like, holy shit, this is all up to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was hard to adapt. And once I feel like sophomore year was kind of, like, when it snapped, and I, uh, it was the end of my first, like, real relationship, so that was a big... Uh, just wake up call um, I had to like detach my my feelings from hers and it was mm-hmm. more of like oh shit like once again this is all on me and and so I I realized just like the things that I loved to do and music has always been like very prominent in my life like I've fall asleep to music like every night like I just put that shit in, up to my ear and just like fall asleep I so yeah I, I knew that that feeling that I knew I wanted to make something never went away um, and I think that I just kind of started going with it and then Mikey started releasing his first couple mixtapes the uh, I remember hearing the the schoolyard bull scat shit <laughs> in high school dude oh my god that that was another thing. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I wish I had a group of friends that did this shit too. Um, yeah, that's funny. It that and a lot of them were at your house that, that night, from what Mikey told me. I never really brought oh, yeah, up to yeah, anybody. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, you should have. Yeah, I know. I forgot to. But uh, but yeah. So like, I, I in the back of my mind, I like knew that people were doing it, and it's like uh. fun to do. It's like I was like, damn, I really want to do this, but I don't have like the people around me to to like 
facilitate it. Mm -hmm. And then there was a point where I was just like, that's not necessary. You can yeah. just do it, like do it yourself. So, uh, so yeah, I'd say Mikey was a pretty big influence for me to get into it. Yeah. Like, oh shit, like I can do it, you know, uh -huh. like I, I can do it too. Um, so yeah, I started making like these little beats, just looping over and over, writing little like verses to them. Never really recording because I didn't have any recording equipment. I literally just had my laptop. So you're on GarageBand. Yeah, I used to like use like the keyboard that was on the screen, you know, uh -huh. and like type and like play music on the keyboard. Dude, I've been doing that these past few days. Cause yeah. All my my uh, my keyboards and my uh, guitars in Reno, and yeah. so I'm I want to make music because I have all this time playing on the. Yeah. Musical typing, which you can make it work. Not, it's it's not. You can ideal. make it work. It's yeah. Mostly, mostly I want my guitar, which I which you can't really replace. Yeah, yeah. See, I I that's the first that song that I have. Um, all those guitars are all like MIDI, just all from the. Uh, yeah. From the keyboard, uh -huh. and I that's why I got this guitar because I'm like I just love the. I don't know, like the natural sound yeah. of a of real guitar. Yeah, like you, you can hear like the scratches on it. You can just can't like, replace it. Yeah, you can't replace it. Um, um, yeah, but no, a lot of the music I made has actually been on the yeah. computer keyboard. It's like what all of mine was starting out. I got my first actual keyboard um, halfway through like my junior year of college. Uh -huh. So like all the way for like a year, I was just kind of fucking yeah. around on that. And it's not. I mean, you can make it work. Yeah, you can. But it's just, yeah, not a um, Yeah, for, it's a little slower to try out new chords and things like that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget how, how new to music you are. Or, I mean, it's not new because I guess it's been four years or so of making music. Or, no, I mean. Three? Seriously, yeah, I'd say maybe about three. Yeah, but even then, not that seriously. Like I, yeah. I, I was just going in and out of a lot of things. Like I was more worried about like getting my life straight than mm -hmm. kind of just diving into music head first. But uh, it it took me a while to kind of get a flow going with it. But now like, I came here. I also couldn't really record. I wasn't really comfortable like yeah. recording around like all my roommates who were not into that shit. Same. They're into music, but not like you know they're not like the creative. Yeah. Uh, like cool with that type, type of shit or I was just like way too insecure about it mm -hmm. um, so like I would never record and I never like bought equipment for it uh, but then when I came out here and actually had a job where I could like save up money and I could afford things that's kind of when I was like alright it's time to just go it's time to just do it because there's there's nothing else holding me back like there's always these excuses I'd make up like oh I don't have the equipment to record I can't do that like you know it's just like little things that justified me not fully doing it yeah and then once I came here and like bought all the shit I needed it's like I just was like fighting my my own psyche like yeah. <laughs> like now what what excuse you got now bitch <laughs> you know yeah exactly. it's like you got everything you need now there's no reason you shouldn't do it so that's when I started doing it, even though this one song has been taking me forever to get out. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I heard some of your newer stuff, and it it's crazy how good it is. I'm really I'm very impressed. Thank you. And uh, Thank you. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, because I've I heard some. It's, that's another thing I want to point out is that I like we'd heard of each other for like a long time. Yeah, you know? I'd always heard your name kicked around by Mike. Yeah, and I remember when you started out making music, you would show me some stuff, and then it just kept progressively getting better. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, what's your uh, what are your what are your short term and long term goals with music? I mean, short term, I don't have like a the only platform I really have right now it's not is Instagram because that's just where I have the most followers the most people that might stumble upon it I'm gonna yeah. post it there on my like my music page and then I'm gonna like advertise not advertise it but I guess like advertise it on my real page where I have all the followers mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll like come over and just yeah. like give it a listen you know I'm not expecting anybody to like follow me and just like be fully invested in anything I put out from yeah. now on I have, like, realistic expectations, but... So, yeah, in the short term, within, like, a year, I want to have, like, my first full-length, like, project out. Because mm-hmm. um, this... Finishing my first song was the biggest obstacle. It's, yeah. like, it's done now. I just need to put some finishing touches on it. I'm in the process of putting together, like, a visual to post it on. Really? Yeah, just because, like, when I post it on Instagram, I'm going to have, like, a... It's going to be a video, so there has yeah. to be, like, some sort of visual to it. What is that like? I don't know. I have no, like, real wow. idea for it yet. Um, I've just kind of taken a lot of random clips on mm. my camera. Um, I'm thinking of maybe edit, just, you know, doing quick, like, amateur edits on, like, iMovie or maybe, like, Adobe, get some free trial Adobe shit Yeah. Um, for the time being, and then maybe come come out with something cool just put shit together I, I usually in the creative process for me it's a lot of I'll figure it out along the way yeah you know so I'm just gonna like throw all these clips that I've been saving up and it could be anything from years ago even mm. cause like I, I don't even know like the vibe I'm really going for for the visual so we'll kind of just once it's out on the screen I can see it it'll, it'll come together I wanna have that out before um well I, I did before wanna, the quarantine ends <laughs> that better fucking happen uh, yeah if it ever ends but damn I just brought it up again <laughs> it lives rent free in your mind uh-huh. you wanna you wanna put it out before when well so at the beginning of this month I said I'm gonna have the song out by the end of this month because <clears throat> I was basically done with it I just needed to finish like the mixing mastering of it I still yeah. needed to make a little some tweaks um minor things though it's basically done i might just bite the bullet and put it out because like you said like it doesn't have to be perfect just yeah. fucking put it out and then you'll like it'll, it'll kickstart you even if you get it to a spot where you're like this is perfect you're gonna look back on it and be like that's not perfect yeah right so exactly so th- that's that's kind of the re- that was like the realization this month like how because i i went all the way back i tried to like remix the whole song yeah, and it just became this long process trying to do this like professional job when yeah. I'm a beginner. Yep, you know, so it's just like, dude, you know what? It was good the first way, so I wasted like half the month trying to figure yeah. that shit out, and then the other half has just been like, all right, now what else do I need before it finally goes out? And that's kind of the process I'm in. Um, dude, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, for me, putting out music, it took me so long before I finally put out this project, and even. 
the, this project that I put out in, I guess, November, I probably finished it in September or October, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not putting this out. And uh, I was just, I wasn't happy with it. I, I'd spent too much time on it, and I just, like, gave up, kind of. And so I actually never really officially finished it. Like, there's still ideas that I wanted to finish on right. it. But I was just like, I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm tired. Yeah. I've exhausted myself. And then uh, one day I just had like a random thought. I remember I was like, I woke up from like a nap or something like that. And I was just like, maybe I should just put it out. And I was like, I know this feeling is going to go away. So I just put it out. And then I'm really happy that I did. Yeah. I mean, and now that I, that I put it out and I've like removed from it, I'm able to like, enjoy it so much more than than I used to or would have it's just like that's it that's what it is it's it's yeah. over and then now I can just be like I look at it I'm like oh it's not perfect there's things I could have done differently but, but it's out it's permanently yeah. out there now so there's no point in yeah. worrying about what you can change about it because you can't change yeah anything. and I get super excited about the stuff I'm working on now because I'm like oh this is like way better I can like you know, people are going to listen to this next thing that I'm working on and it's going to be a step up from... Right. It's only going to get better. Yeah. You know, like that, that's how I see it too. Like, but you got to, you got to put a timestamp out there for people as a reference point to see that you're progressing because this is the first thing I put out. So there hasn't been any progress that anyone can see. You know right. what I'm saying? Like if yeah. I was releasing music since I was 14, yeah. it would be a bigger... Uh-huh you know, progression, then this is the starting point now. Right, yeah. I, I have a, a few, like, little videos of music on my, like, original, like, my real Instagram. Oh, you do? Yeah. That I gotta check Just little, out. like, beats and, yeah. like, little one-off things that are totally, like, imperfect that I was just, like, I put to some, some like, GIFs. Yeah. Loop some GIFs and put it on a video and sent it out there. Um, that was, yeah, that was kind of my start point I guess but I haven't posted anything on that for like a while because I was like alright now I'm gonna like the next thing I'm gonna post I told myself is gonna be like a real song with mm-hmm. all my own like I kinda wanted to make sure I had a hand in every uh, aspect of it so uh-huh. like that's why I, I wanna make this visual like myself I don't wanna just like borrow gifts from online yeah. how I've been doing it in the past so yeah. I don't know that's just like this thing I have it's not wrong to use other people's art or anything no but, but make it more personal to you and right authentic to who you actually are yeah I think that's um that's just what I've been trying to do like that's just always what I've wanted to be like my vision of my like higher self is someone who does all of that yeah so I think kind that's kind of what I I'm trying to to emulate I'm trying to emulate this idea of myself yeah, um, yeah. I go back and forth with that. Like, there's a. I think Tyler, Tyler, the creator, kind of put that in me to like. Like, he does everything on his own. Yeah, or is able to, and I like. I aspire to do that too. But then there's also a part of me that likes collaborating with people and things yeah. that. That's cool, and you know, if if everybody did their own music videos, produced all their own stuff, did everything on their own, then. There wouldn't be room for people who only, you know, like someone who directs music videos, for example. Mm-hmm. They can only do that if an artist allows them to do that. Right. If every artist directed their own music videos, then there'd be people who like yeah. direct music videos who are like, 
Shit, I guess I gotta make music. I gotta make music now, yeah. No, yeah, that's that's what I've noticed. I haven't had the chance really to collaborate on anything with anybody. Um... But, well, that ends tonight. We oh, get yeah. to collaborating. This is it. Yeah, um, I know. I don't know why, I, but no, we should work on music or something. If you want help with the video or anything, I'm yeah, to help you out. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, you can't film a video by yourself if you want to be in it. You, you can, know? <laughs> you can, but it's just gonna look really yeah. sad. It's just gonna be like um, set this set this camera up, and I'm gonna be in front of it. It's just like oh. Just I, uh, doesn't sit right with me. I'll show you a music video that I made from uh, in probably 2015, 2016. Okay. Um, that I uh, I never put it out. It was like, I, I, there was so much music that I've made that I'm like, all right, this is the, and then I just shelf it. Or yeah. Whatever. But I, I didn't start recording vocals until like, I don't know, within the last year, or maybe before. A little before I don't know I haven't like I, I just used to do instrumental and I was always scared to record vocals yeah so. but I have this instrumental video that's just like a little beat loop thing mm-hmm. and I like made a video that goes along with it and it's just a bunch of like random clips that I recorded on my phone yeah and there's clips of me like I did some different shots I don't know uh, I'll show it to you yeah but sure. I like I think if you watch it you wouldn't think that uh You'd think somebody else recorded some of the shots, maybe. Okay. But I, I tried to just set up cameras in different spots. Yeah. I want to do that again for. Uh, I was just re- realizing the other day I didn't make a video for this album. Maybe I should do Ooh, that. Yeah. Um, that I have this time. Yeah. This is yeah. It's honestly such a good time to kick shit into gear. Um, but um, but yeah, maybe I should post that video. It's from like. Just as a little four or five years ago, but I'll just put it out there. Is it? It's to a song, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just as a little throwback, I would love that. Yeah, I should. Um. But so, what were we talking about? Uh, I was talking about we were talking about me having needing to have a hand in every Mm. part of the creative process and not. It's not that I don't let anybody uh, yeah. collaborate with me, but it's like I've just, yeah. I just have this, like I need to do it myself first. You know, I need to like yeah. know that I could do this and then kind of see where it goes from there. I, but yeah, I don't know. I, I need... think that's the best way to, to, to be able to do everything, you know, whether mm-hmm. you do it or not, but just to be able to do it if you need to rely on yourself. Yeah, and you can do it later on. I mean, you just have... Your first thing doesn't have to... I feel like I'm talking to myself right now. Uh-huh. Like, your first thing doesn't need to all be by you. Yeah. Like, you can build to that. Like, as you get more experience, then you can do all the different aspects of the process. Like, you don't yeah. have to learn it all on your own at first. Because, I mean, that's what I tried to do. And that's why it's taking me so long to f- release something. Because, mm. like, it needs to be perfect. It needs to all be done by me. It needs to all be, like, original... Like, yeah. But how how does it feel after this, you know, three or four long journey, year long journey of working on music to finally have something that you can be proud of yeah. and you feel like it's done? I think it's going to be such a weight off my shoulder. Mm. Like, I come home from work and I'm like, 
all right, I'm just super mentally exhausted from work. I could just chill and like decompress till the next day at work, or I could go back to work and, yeah. you know, and focus on the thing that I want to do in the long run. Um, and it's just been this like mental battle for all, like this whole time I've been here basically since I started like recording the song, like of me just wanting to get it out, you know? And I, I've tried to balance like not rushing it because I don't want to, I don't want to just shit out something and, um, feel like I rushed it, you know, like it's different than what we were talking about. Like just putting it out there regardless of if it's like perfect, but yeah. like, I feel like if I rush something and don't have my mind in it and it's not what, uh, truly like embodies what I was going for in terms of like, I don't know, just the whole, uh, meaning behind it, I guess. And I feel like I'm just trying to like do something quick that I don't think it, it would be genuine in my mind. So that was just a whole like another mental stress and yeah. the whole stress of like moving to a new city and mm. literally not knowing anybody besides like Mikey and now you, but you both have moved away now. It's, it's like trying to adapt to a whole new environment while also like trying to just do all these new things. It's just like a whole process and it was very strenuous. I wouldn't call it like, it wasn't very like stressful. I mean, it, yeah, it was stressful, but it wasn't like it was holding me back in the moment. It was just like when I finally took a time out and looked back, I was just like, damn, this has just been exhausting. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad to finally get it out. And it's, it's what I want too. It's how I want it to sound. So there's, there's no going back. I'm putting it out. And then I feel like also once this song has basically taken me almost a year now, like when I started the beat, it was mid April of last year. Uh, and just, I started recording it, I think in August, that's when I got like all the recording equipment. (laughs) So it's just taken me so long. And I feel like once I get this one out, it'll almost give me like the confidence to start, uh, making a habit of like, so now that I know the full process of making a song, Mm -hmm. I can do it quicker with other songs. Yeah, that's good. You know, so I think I'll be able to, I have, I have one song in three years (laughs) and now I'm expecting to have a full length project by the end of this year. (laughs) So that I'm setting some pretty high expectations, but we'll see. You can do it. You can definitely do it. Yeah. Um, Take me back to, uh, well, tell me, tell me your long-term goals then. That was your short-term goal to yeah, write, just get the project out. Project out. What do you What do you want to do with music? Is it Is it a hobby? Do you want to make it a career? What oh, do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. What do you want to do with your life? I want to make it a career for sure. Um, this time of my life now is all for, uh, ideally, is just for making making money, staying afloat, and like saving up to. To just, I guess, live on mm-hmm. until I can uh, kind of take the training wheels off and just go off on my own, you know? Don't get trapped. Yeah, right. I know. That's the scariest thing. Yeah. And uh, you see it every day. And that's something I'm so aware of that I almost think it's impossible for me to get trapped. <laughs> but also, I don't know. Because, I mean, it's, this has also been like the fastest year of my life. 
really since I've moved here just because once you work a full-time job and you're there five times a week and it's just like time flies by like weeks are like days yeah it's crazy like I New Year's felt like you know a month ago and now we're like three months out into the year we're already like a 25% through the year yeah it's crazy how time is just moving so fast so that's like the scary part uh, I also talk to people at work who have been doing my job for years and they say yep it only gets faster <laughs> and it's just like damn dude like it's scary mm. but it's motivating at the same time like that fear of the worst case scenario mm. kind of makes me more motivated to strive for the best case scenario all right, so put it out there. What's the best case scenario? Best case scenario, I'm I am making a career out of it. I don't know. Like to me, it doesn't have to be on a big scale. Like I don't need to be the next fucking Kid Cudi or whatever. You know, I don't need to be out there making millions or anything. Obviously, that would be like I don't know. That'd be best case scenario. Just reaching as many people as possible. Um, but if, as long as I'm just able to do it sustained for like a, a family one day, that's something I want. Mm. Um, as long as I'm able to like provide for all of those things while still doing what I love. Yeah. Um, that's the goal. It doesn't matter what scale it's on, but, but in terms of music, just reaching as many people as I can, I think having people here and just fuck with it. Cause I always just love, I always talk to some friends about like how certain music will just like transport you to this time in your life when it was like something was going on in your life and this song is associated to that time. And everyone has their own sentimental uh, reasons for loving a song that the artist will never know. Mm. And that's just such an intriguing idea to me. Like, like, having people listen to my music and have this connection with it, like, like, I don't know, someone fucking had it on during their first kiss or some shit. This is a stupid yeah. example, but like, but like anything like that and having, having the song just strike a chord in someone's heart. Yeah. That's just like, I know that feeling feels so good. So being able to like provide that would be awesome. I think, I think uh, that's well said. You th I mean, that's like, I think would be the ideal job for anybody who dreams of things as like, oh, this artist, this person makes me feel this way. I wish I could do that and be that for other people. Yeah. Um, you know, whether whatever you want to do, like that's why people want to be athletes or whatever. You know, they get that feeling from someone mm -hmm. and they want to be, they want to spark that in somebody else. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it feels like it would be cool. And you know on a small scale that it is cool when someone says, like, hey, I like the song that you made. That's oh, yeah. yeah. awesome. It's cool. Like, keep going and stuff. Yeah, that's what I love. You know? That's, that's what keeps me going with art is, like, I mean, first of all, the personal feeling when you can just sit back and listen to it. But also other people acknowledging yeah. it and, you know, that yeah. feels good, too. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, like, the most rewarding part when not only you've made a, a difference in your own life because you're chasing what you love and you're just living this very genuine, authentic life for yourself, mm. but being able to, like, 
touch other people with your art, like your raw expression, which is your art, and it's it's like people are fucking with it. That's just like the coolest thing. Relate to it, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to. It's like the full embodiment of of yourself. I I I have this like theory that the most genuine people who are just themselves in every aspect and who really don't see things through other people's eyes. They are just like, they don't care about any external factors. They are Mm. just doing them. Those are the people that people gravitate to. Yeah. Just because that they see what they wish they were, I think. Yeah. Subconsciously maybe. And, and it's inspiring to them. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do though. Yeah. It's hard to, to keep the blinders off. Oh yeah. Or on. And I mean, there are successful people out there that, that don't that ha- don't have the blinders. Yeah. Off, you know. What are blinders? Blinders. Blinders. Blinds? Maybe we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> blinders. Dude, I don't know what I'm saying at all. Things that blind this people. This is something I've heard. Ah, uh, I'm an idiot. Peaky blinders. So tell me, um, when did you realize what? Uh, when did you realize that, you know, this was a long-term goal for you, that you wanted to do music for a living? Uh, I mean, I guess as soon as I wanted to to do it, I mean, it started off as a hobby, and it was always just like, it always started off like, I want to show this music to people. Like, those early, like, Instagram videos I was talking about was more like, I just want to show people what, what I can do. And it's less of like, I think this is going to carry me one day. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it wasn't anything like that. So I don't know. I, I think there was just a... Just doing it for the gram. You know what? Show. Right. That's like <laughs> almost what I, I was doing at first. But it's like, I think it was like, it's like one of those things that that it just live in the back of your mind and you can repress it and you can put it away for as long as you want and push it away kick it down the road but it's always going to catch up with you mm-hmm. you know it's just going to like nag at you so I feel like uh, chasing this idea of success through other people's eyes like I don't know having a stable job that you know provides for whatever uh, that's what I feel like the mainstream idea of of success is uh-huh. is you know, stability. Yeah. Uh, so I think having that was always like in the forefront, like that's something that I need to have regardless because it will almost like, I, I won't have to worry about anybody else because like what they think about my path because I'm doing it right in their mm. eyes. But I think at some point, realizing that stability and like safety is not always like the most fulfilling route mm. uh that that kind of pushed me into doing things that i loved like in the immediate moment so it's just like music is what i loved and it's what i loved doing not you know school work not like any of the work that i was doing in school yeah i was i realized like everything that I was doing in school was for that that dream of safety and stability. Yeah. 
So um, I realized at some point that this is not what I want to do. Uh-huh. Like, you can't just, and people do it all the time. I don't know how they do it, but the people who just put up with it forever, and they're just like, I don't care if I hate my job. Like, this is what I need to do in order to, to have other things. I guess. Yeah. Well, so maybe it goes. It. Maybe it goes back to what we said at the beginning of the, you know, numbing. Right. You know, drugs and TV and whatever. Yeah, come home um, and just do that shit. To keep yourself going. To keep yourself going with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't have to. You just keep kicking the ball down the road. You don't. Yeah. You don't like. And other people also don't have the same passion that you do. They don't see another route in the same way that you do. Right. You know? And you didn't always have this route. You had to, you know, carve it. Right. The, the music. Um, but other people don't see that as much as an attainable thing. I mean, you, the, better, the better you get at music, the harder it is going to be to repress that. Right. So yeah. some people don't. They don't have anything to repress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. People but I think everybody, even if you don't even try it, I think there's people out there who are like, dang, I'd always like to try to be a whatever, fill in the blank, you know? Yeah. But even if, even when you haven't tried it before. I think they validate, they validate all their doubts with like other people's doubts. They're like, see, everyone else like works yeah. this safe job and they're fine with just having these unrealistic dreams. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that would be cool to do, but like most people don't do it. So it's fine that I'm... I'm not doing it either. Yeah. So, so at some point in college, you realize that I want to do music. I don't want to be um, Joe Schmo in the office. Yeah. But you ended up somewhat as Joe Schmo in the office. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a. No, no, I know. Yeah, but. but all right. Um, so, so, and not that there, there, there's maybe people at your job that like doing what they're doing mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that at all but i know for you you know for someone else that might not be Josh Mo in the office it might be you know cool cool dog in the office <laughs> but for you it's it's not what you want to be doing right and so you i'm sure at some point tell me like in college did you were you like i could go pursue music or i could do this and do music on the side kind of what tell me about the end of college like what what you were thinking and how you came to this spot um yeah i think the fact that i wanted to do music it just kept like i said it just kept like nagging at me it was just like all right this is gonna happen but uh i don't know i I feel like at one point, I don't know, like music, it's weird, it's like, I feel like at some point in college, I I was like, I'm kind of too far gone, I, I, I've been doing this like major, I've been taking all the classes. I can't just like leave that all behind. There's always like my parents and like the people who have kind of like led me to this. There was a whole idea that I didn't want to let them down. Mm. 
by just totally shitting on what they've given me and just throwing it away. Um, that was always in the back of my head. Uh, so I think that's why I kind of just allowed, allowed it to exist, that other life of stability, just to kind of finish that, get a degree, get out of college, and like live on my own, and then I can make that decision for myself in the future. It never really occurred to me that, uh, you know, I had to, you know, I had to do, I had to just like 100% fully invest myself in what I really wanted to do in order to, to get there. I kind of just, and I still think, like, I, I can, I can kind of have my foot in both lives, mm -hmm. almost. I can, I can chase this dream while also, uh you know, providing for myself and like, you know, funding that other life. Like that, my, my work life is to fund my dream life. Mm. You know, that's kind of how I see it. But I've also just been thinking about anybody who does music. And I think there's at some point, uh, a moment when they have to snap and just a hundred percent, just dive into it, you know, yeah. take that leap of faith. And that's the hardest part. That's what people don't want to do. And that, I mean, there was a, some leap of faith of like moving away. That was like already a little bit of a leap of faith of like, I don't need the crutches per se of like friends and like com comfort, you know? I don't mm -hmm. need the comfort. I can, I can have a happy life and a fulfilling life on my own, even mm -hmm. like starting, starting new almost. Yeah. That was kind of my idea. Uh, it was, yeah, so the end of college was more of me thinking what will make me happier because I'm already, I've already decided I'm going to, you know, do this job. I'm going to, I'm going to live the finance life as much as I can uh, until I can provide enough for myself to get to the point of music full time. So it was more of how can I get there while also being held back, I guess, by the life of safety and, and stability. Mm. So it was kind of, it was like a balancing act. Like I said, though, I just, I knew I wanted to move because I needed some crazy change. I, I felt like at the end of my senior year, I needed to do something crazy to like, jumpstart my passion almost because yeah. I felt like for the two years preceding that it was like I knew what my passions were but I didn't have like the balls to just dive into it yeah so I felt like I needed to do something crazy uncertain like crazy uh just like something out of my comfort zone completely out of my comfort zone and that would have at, at the time I felt like that would totally you know, that'll, that'll show me, it'll change me, it'll, it'll make me more, uh, motivated to just do things. I had this, like, perfect idea set up in my head, but, I mean, you can go anywhere in the world, but it's still your head, your mind is always with you, and it can hold, it's really your worst enemy. <laughs> it's like your greatest power, but it's your worst enemy, because it can just hold you back with all, like, 
self-doubt and shit like that. So, um, it's, yeah, it's all about, like, inner, inner peace, inner motivation, like, finding the force inside you to, to do things you love, and then you can do it from there. So, that's kind of where I'm at, and that's kind of where I started at the end of college, to answer your question. Mm. But... Well said. Well, this is, um... This is pre-Leap Trent, and maybe next time I interview you, will be post-Leap. Post-Leap, maybe. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll hope. Anything else you have to add? Anything for the kids? Well, for the kids, I'd like to say, do what you love, because at the end of the day, there's nothing, like, there's no reason to be living someone else's dream, or like, working towards someone else's uh, vision that you're just playing a part in. And I mean, at the end of the day, all you have is you and like the things you've done in your life. So why not, uh, why not just live it to the fullest? Mm-hmm.